Hey, yo, what is up? It's uh, Jacob, a.k.a. Kusher, and we're back with another podcast featuring Dwayne. Say what's up, Dwayne. Yo, what's up, dude? All right, and we got uh, episode two of the podcast. Um, a little more revised from episode one. Got a joint that I'm lighting up. Uh, so, yeah, it's been about maybe a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so... We'll just uh, get right into it, starting with, uh, you already know, weed. So, basically, if you guys haven't heard of uh, the Emerald Cup, it's this big uh, cannabis event that they have in America every year. And if you guys uh, haven't heard, they're actually pairing up and going international. This August, the Emerald Cup will be uh, going uh, into Britain, and they're going to be having a cultivation event. So, basically, Project... um, Earth Expo Fest and the Emerald Cup have a new partnership where they basically just connect the two festivals and they just, um, you know. So I think that's pretty crazy. I've never personally been to the Emerald Cup, but I think it would be um, a really go to. So, so I went to Colorado. You know, I went to Colorado for a week with my with my buddy Jacob, right? My other buddy Jacob, and uh, on the way when we were leaving, we stopped at like three different freaking dispensaries. And since you know we had somebody that was over twenty one with us, we were, they were just able to go in and just get fucking weed. So I think we have like two halves of weed, almost three halves. So, like, we got a fuck ton of weed in there. It was just amazing. Like, so easy to get weed now, and I love it. Yeah, that's what I really do love. Um, um, But, you know, I'm just waiting on a federal level. Because there's people that want to make a weed business, like uh, celebrities. But they they don't want to do it until it's federally legal. Because... Even in a state where it's legal, you can still get arrested by the FBI, which is some bullshit, or by the DEA. Um, so, switching up, uh, something else that's weed-related. In Vegas, cannabis lounges will soon be um, on the strip. It will soon be legal. And um, it was just of last week. Now, I, uh, it was probably of last month. Um, they approved a measure that will allow consumption lounges to start popping up all over the city uh not only is this a first for nevada but it's also a move that has not yet been embarked in other junctions um where marijuana is legal as it stands only alaska denver and san francisco have these kind of versions of social marijuana use uh on the books but now in vegas um, there's going to be lounges um, this is going to mean that toker tourists are no longer going to have to break the law to enjoy weed. Um, the state um, law prevents pot consumption in public areas um, before. So you don't need, yeah. You already know that you'd have to pay that expensive ass bill. But, but yeah, I just think it's great. What's up? Like, before, when weed wasn't legal, everybody was like, you know, once they make weed legal, uh, everybody's going to stop caring about it because it was only like 
a fun illegal thing to do. But like now that weed is like becoming legal, there's more and more people doing it. Yes. So like, yeah. Instead of like closing off weed, it actually opened it up to everybody, which I think is great. It really is, in, in my eyes, at least. Um. So, I did. Um, on my notes, I um, I added a new uh, game section. Uh, I added the Modern Warfare because they just did uh, come out with the trailer for that. Uh, I did not add a section for Realm Royale, which um, yo yo Jacob. We can kind of just talk, uh, video games. I can get other Jacob in here, dude. Okay, um, how much does he know on Realm Royale? He said, "How much do you know on Realm Royale?" Oh, the Paladins uh, Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, here, here. He can, he can just sit by you. Everyone can welcome um, Jacob for, to Cheers. the podcast. I'm at my desk. Let me move some space for Dwayne. Because he, yeah, here. Because I'm just playing Rage too. Oh, okay, yeah. You guys just set it up. I'm gonna just start talking, um, just a little bit on podcast. So I'm gonna talk about a few E3 games that are confirmed for 2019. If you guys don't know what E3 is. Just it's a it's a convention every year um, where they release new games. Um, some some big big companies, Microsoft, they'll uh, maybe release some hints at a new console. So some things that we do have uh, hinted: some new trailers, some new gameplay, Borderlands Three, Halo Infinite, and one that's rumored to uh, make an appearance is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh yeah. Um, um, actually, speaking of Breakpoint, um, I just got an email where uh, I got invited to take part in one of the closed uh, trials. The betas? Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's uh, the other day. That's gonna be really nice. I played. I played Tom. I played Ghost Recon Wildlands on um, PS4, and I really did fall in love with the bases of that game. And um, yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, Wildlands was basically what people wanted from the division. You know, a hardcore third-person tactical shooter, open world. Yeah, I mean, don't get me Just wrong, like, I love the yeah. division, but I mean, it was—it's an arcade third-person shooter. Yeah, and most of the people that play a, a Tom Clancy game, they play it because it's hardcore. I mean, look at you know the Rainbow Six. Games. Exactly. Rainbow Six is still to this day skyrocketing. Like it oh, is yeah, amazing man. how well that game is doing. That game, Grand Theft Auto Five, still to this day, like is they're they're hitting milestones that other games can't hit that were released this year, which is crazy. Um, I don't know what it is. So but moving like, on, Grand Theft Auto just seems to just keep like drawing their players back in well it's because they also constantly run events where it's like hey do this for double xp well yeah they run events they constantly come out with content they really have a really good um scheme that they they have going or not really scheme just a really good um, i don't know like base scheme have you seen those shark cards like every time they drop news oh yeah expensive they want you to spend money well yeah that's that's the point to every single game but I mean, I'm, I'm, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but real quick, we'll just make a little, little talk about it. What I'm expecting from Grand Theft Auto Six, uh, I want maybe if if they can't do multiple or if they can't do a whole, uh, if if no one's seen the crew two, 
or the crew one, how it's made. It's basically a whole United States, but it's not to scale. Of course, they just have big cities where you can drive. Um, so it's just a lot smaller. So if they can't do something like that, then at least have a few cities where like you can travel through like airports to get to. Yeah, because everyone uh, in five, they would play in either Maine, Los Santos or Blaine County. Yeah, and that's about it. Nowhere in between. Yeah. So, I mean, just bring it some um, just re- redesign fucking some of the other cities and bring them back. That'd be awesome. I mean, even you have Los Santos, if you can um, make San Francisco where you can just drive up the coast. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they could do. Okay. Switching to Modern Warfare. If Now, when they first announced it, I was extremely confused. I was like, they just came out with Remastered. What are they doing? And then I heard that it was a soft reboot. And they're kicking off a new storyline with um, uh, familiar returning characters. Um, you know, so the campaign will be split into two halves. One, you'll play as a tier one operator, a special force soldier. And the second one, you'll take the role of a rebel fighter, rebel fighter in the Middle East. And they're basically trying to do, um, they're trying to show you both sides. Um, because, uh, they're really trying to get back into the single player story because, they know that they've lost it over the years and they're really trying to get the single player people back. And if you guys haven't heard, this is something I'm extremely excited about and I'm extremely proud. Call of Duty has actually finally stepped up and done it. Modern Warfare features a new game engine delivering a immersive photorealistic experience. This new technology utilizes the latest advancement in visual engineering including a physical-based material system allowing for state-of-the-art photo um, telemetry and a new hybrid title-based streaming system, new PVR decal rendering system, world volcometric uh, lighting, 4K HDR, Ultra X ray tracking, as well as GPU um, geometry pipeline. Rendering delivers thermal heat, radiation and infrared identification for both thermal and night vision in-game rendering this technical investment provides a cutting edge animation and blends shape system so they also implemented full adobe atmos which is the best uh, sound so they really stepped up their game here not only do they have if, if you guys aren't familiar with what i just said if it's too much Basically, um, for the people listening, they basically, if, if, if you know Earth, how it does satellite images, super satellite, super in-depth satellite images, that's basically what they're doing. They go, they went across the world and they took pictures. They even, during the California wildfire, they took pictures of when, when the place was burning down. And they basically wanted to make sure that when the game was playing they can bring out the darks they can bring out the blacks because if you've ever played the remastered why is there night vision in that game when you don't even need night vision the whole game even when it's the darkest you can still see perfectly so what they did here is they implemented a new engine which was long needed and make it 4k it's going to make thermal night vision super realistic 
they're really competing with Battlefield here. Battlefield, they're Call of Duty's entering a graphics, um, a graphics place, an engine that's competing um, better than Battlefield, in my perspective, from just what they've released. Not just the trailer. Uh, there's some people behind the scenes that have uh, released some of the uh, some like pictures and stuff, and it's really kind of mind blowing how realistic it is. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts on it? Um, all I'm gonna say is Call of Duty is just they are hard to keep up with because right after one game, it's another game. It doesn't matter if that game is the best game that made or that best game they've played or the worst. Every year, like Clockwork, there's a new game coming in October, and I think that's just so amazing because, like, even if they screw up, they still have they still have next year, or or if they have an amazing game. It's, it, but it's a two-year cycle for, um, you know, uh, Infinity Ward, um, Activision, Treyarch, you know, they have, they take yeah. turns, but I do, uh, I, I do understand your point. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really how you know, like, if the game's gonna be trash or who made it, who 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 helped Call of Duty make the game. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad they're because instead of just making a slightly different game like they have been doing, like changing slight, like changing the storyline, they're changing the 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 software. They're changing how it's gonna make people feel in a sense. Yeah, like because. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, lately, I mean, other companies have been picking up the mantle, you know, where the, the Call of Duty and the Battlefield first-person shooter dynasty has really taken a blow. So there's probably been a lot of meetings where they're like, all right, guys, how do we get back on top? You know, we have Software Id coming back with the Dooms and the Quake remakes out of left field. We have the... Tom Clancy's with their siege. What what do we do so that way we can be, you know, the first person shooter game? Because they they've really taken a blow over the past few years. They've kind of just been slacking. So it's nice to see them picking up the pace again. Exactly. Um, anything um we should touch on before we switch to the car section? Um, I mean, I. I don't know uh, where your Dwayne's little phone has went silent, so I don't know what your uh, like yeah my notes points were. So I don't really know what to hit up on. So go ahead. Yeah, but um, pretty much that was uh, that was it for the video games. Talk about E3 and Modern Warfare, and we touched on one more video game. The uh, the uh, split video game between uh, Halo and Portals. Oh, um, Split Arena. It's a I I've been playing that You've yeah been playing a few weeks. It? Dude, I yeah, I played it to since... run it. We should. Yeah, because I I was I looked at it on the store um, before it came out, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck!" It said three more hours, so I waited. And when it finally came out, I downloaded it. I played the first few matches of the actual full game, and then like I didn't play for like a day, and then I hopped back on. I like it a lot. Honestly, uh, go ahead. Say what you guys want to say. Honestly, all I gotta say is like, I feel like if it if it gets the recognition and a lot of people start playing it, it could become a. Uh, I feel like that could be an esport. Well, I, I'm just worried that the game's gonna become another. Uh, what, what was it? Lawbreakers. Oh yeah. 
You know, like um, a really solid game with high mobility, but no one plays it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it needs to get its recognition, like, in, like... The thing is, like, I've, I've played it multiple times. I've probably played at most, or at least, at least 10 matches, at most 20 matches in between there. So I'll just say maybe 15. Um, and I think it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a really good concept. I really like it. The controls are a little weird. Like, to place a portal, like, you move WASD, like always. The the portal controls are Q and E, so it's right next to W. So, and there's grenade as G. So, um, and it has partial controller support. Um, I, I'd like to see this on console, and I'd also like to see it pushing more maps. A little, I know it just came out, but if it's going to be like doing esports, if it's going to be doing console, if it's going to yeah. be in the big ball game, just a few things that it needs to do better, better graphics. It, yeah, it does look good, but it's the graphics are it's a startup. It looks like like someone did it off a startup. Like, so graphics, maps. Um, I do like the portal design, but it's still a bit finicky. Like, I like how you can kill people through portals. Like, you can shoot through portals and throw grenades through portals. But the fact is, if someone else's portal, like, it's OP to a fact, like, you can't see through someone else's portal. So you can just die without knowing where they killed you. Like, you'll just see shots through an empty portal. Yeah, see, that's a problem. It, it, it needs to kind of be like, I don't know if you ever played the Portal 2 co-op. Yeah, like I that. did. Yeah. Where it's a two-way street, but I, I feel like they haven't. They haven't. They're not doing it to start off with because it would uh, cost so much. To yeah, develop. No, it's probably really hard. I mean, obviously they started in poor gameplay and then went to graphics. Yeah, because I, uh, I mean, uh, I, I like following the development of games. I don't know if you've heard of Ready or not. It recently just came out onto the Steam webpage from its own website. But uh, it's basically SWAT for successor, where it's an ultra-realistic, uh, breach-and-clear uh, game where you can choose lethal or non-lethal based on the situation and whatnot. And like that, they started out entirely doing nothing but gameplay and mechanics like their early access like videos and whatnot was literally just like block people showing the physics and whatnot and I, and I like that in games where they start out like low-end graphics just focusing on what you're going to be touching and feeling and then working on the the looks because I mean the game doesn't have to look good to be good it, it games are meant to be fun yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but, people um, are playing Minecraft again. Yeah. Uh, but, like, playing, I don't know, playing Portal, like, playing Portal 2 and then playing Split. Like, if they can make Split game have the graphics <laughs> of Portal 2, at least, I'll be happy. Because Portal 2 actually ran on a good engine. Its graphics were... Uh, good for its time. Oh, yeah. Even Portal One. I mean, um, some of these games that you know they come out with are, are already ahead of their time in um, some aspects. No matter if it's uh, gameplay wise, like Battle Royale wise, 
there's some games that came out way before their time. Some Battle Royale games. Like, I mean, you can say Hunger Games came out before its time because, I mean, that kind of um, seeded what Battle Royale is today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll switch over to cars. Uh, I have just two different cars we'll talk about. One's the new McLaren GT. The other one is the Benina Fira uh, Batista. Um, so with the McLaren GT, McLaren is McLaren did make a 570 GT on its 570 base, which is their just entry-level model. And basically, uh, people wanted something different uh, from that. They wanted something that's like more... Because um, the McLaren 570 GT, it was just barely different than the other 570s. The back opened, um, you know, vertically instead of horizontally. So it opened different. And it was, it, it, it had just slightly different material, but people wanted something that truly standed, uh, truly stood out. So McLaren was like, okay, we're going to make a whole new GT line separate from everything else. And I think McLaren really spent the detail, spent the time on the interior they made, in my opinion, a luxury supercar. It's a twin-turbo V8. It makes uh, 620 horsepower, 630 nanometers of torque, 0 to 62 in 3.2, 0 to 124 in 9. Uh, Brake-wise, uh, 62 to 0 in 105, 0 to 124 in 417. Maximum of 203. Um, Dry, it weighs uh, 3,200 pounds. So, but the thing is, is what's amazing about this is the amount of space it has. 150 liters of the front, so that's normal for our McLarens usually. And then it has 420 liters of real tr- rear trunk space. 420, blaze it. Um, but that's a lot for supercar. That's more than a Ford Focus with the seats up. But you put the seats down. Um, it's going to be less, but that's not the point. It's still a lot. You can fit um, golf clubs in this, and it's a supercar. So McLaren was uh, – they they stated that they're rivaling the Aston Martin DB11, the Bentley Continental GT. Um, and for what it is, it definitely outcompetes both of those cars. Um, and I'm really excited for what it has to offer because – um, the interior wise is made out of incredible, incredible materials. The glove compartment is, uh, opens with like a fingerprint sensor and you can get an opted, uh, I forgot what you it's called, a but fingerprint it's, sensor it's... on the glove box. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen, you guys, um, should go look it up on YouTube. Uh, people listening on the podcast, um, it's it's truly I mean, if I would pick one McLaren to be a daily driver, this would be it. Because it literally is like a luxury supercar. And it's a GT, so it's meant to go the go go for like a road trip. Uh switching over to the Pina Fenera uh Batista, which I actually had the uh honor of seeing in person and i was actually going to put this into the notes and talk about it 
But since it did, since I did see it and I did get pictures of it, I figured I'd talk about it. Now, originally it um, premiered, <clears throat> it premiered uh, at Geneva Auto Show 2016. And that was the car that I saw. It was the um, original uh, prototype model. Now, they're going to arrive in 2020 as uh, the most powerful road legal car ever designed. And it is built in Italy. It's 1,900 horsepower. It has 2,300 uh, pounds of nanometers torque. Crazy. And it's zero emissions. It thrusts uh, the Batista to 100 kilometers in less than two seconds. And it is capable of 450 kilometers on one charge with a uh, 120 kilowatt hour um, uh, lithon ion battery pack. So no more than 150 were made. They were handcrafted in Italy. A few stats on it. So basically, uh, the miles on charge is 280, which is similar to a Tesla. Um, I'm pretty sure high-end Tesla is like the best ones you can get is like the 300 miles. Um, so zero to 62 uh, in under two seconds. So that's competing with the Tesla Roadster. Um zero to 185 in under 12 seconds its top speed is 217 so it's not the fastest car but it is also all electric so with it being 1900 horsepower there's a motor so basically an engine by itself on each wheel that powers it so it's all-wheel drive so uh, pretty crazy car it's uh, all aerodynamic it's really uh it's a really beautiful car a lot of carbon fiber. Um, the interior too. It, it's also meant to be like a GT. Seeing seeing uh, the McLaren GT and then seeing the this one, the interiors are kind of made to be similar. You know, they, they kind of both have that GTA or GT um, vibe to it, trying to be a luxury. Um, but I like it. Yeah. So uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, the pictures from my Instagram, it's just JT Carr. Uh, go check it out. Um, really nice. Do you guys have anything to say about uh, either of those cars? So so it's an all-electric car, right? Yes. It gets about the same mileage as a Tesla. It drives pretty much as fast as the Tesla Roadster. Will this be, like, a more luxurious version of the Tesla? Is it, like, just supposed to... Well, I mean, there's only a handful of them made, so... 150. Yeah, the Tesla Roadster is going to be mass-produced, which is the thing that... Because anyone can pretty much buy a Tesla Roadster. $200,000 is the starting point, and it's really... Really... And, and for these, these are 2.2 starting 2.2 million dollars Jesus. so definitely definitely more but tesla has always kind of been on the i just like how they started the tesla roadster at a lower price i don't know if they're going to depreciate because i do know since tesla roadster is making cutbacks i know a few months ago they were cutting employees at spacex they were cutting employees at tesla um, they lowered the price. It 
is now like $35,000 and you can lease it for like 300 a month. Um, so, you know, they're really making things more affordable and either it's for people or it's for themselves. I mean, they're losing money a little bit, but another thing that I like to point out, which I think is hilarious is every time. Now the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not like super environmentalist, but every time a Falcon um, rocket is launched, that's the equivalent of 1 million car emissions. So yeah, Elon Musk made a company (laughs) to stop car emissions and it's full electric, but he also made another company that produces um, rockets that private companies can launch. But every single time one of those is launched or tested, it's the equivalent of a thousand or a million, my bad, a million car emissions. Yeah, but true. But I figure at some point. Oh, the, 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 okay. And I got that stat from another company. It's called Arca, if I do believe. And it's a company that they make thrusters that are, that, um, are uh, hydrogen based. So they just push out water. They push out water and they can actually get you to space and they produce no emission because literally thrusts like they're thrusting water out of an engine. Yeah, and, and like, honestly, I feel like if, I feel like if Elon Musk, like, I feel like Elon Musk knows about it, but it might not be strong enough to do what his, he wants to do with his rockets. You know what I'm saying? Because this man is sending off rockets and then they're coming back and landing themselves. Yeah. Um, and I definitely understand that. He he wanted... I do know this isn't just something that he started. He he definitely has been thinking of this for a while and he's, he's not going to just stop his plan just because now he knows it produces a lot more emissions. And he couldn't have hit this milestone because... I'm sure the rockets that are made with water cannot get as far as the rockets that um, the heavy rockets, but you know what? That's okay. But the thing is, is, you know, I'm glad in, in both perspectives, I'm glad SpaceX is pushing the boundary on what we can do with combustion rockets. And I'm glad that this other company is trying to get to that point and is using that as motivation and trying to push themselves to create a rocket as equal power that it can be uh, that can be powered by water. Yeah. Water rockets probably also can't land themselves the way the heavies didn't. <clears throat> Did you watch that live stream where one of them landed itself on like a boat drone? Have you seen the one where it missed? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, the rocket didn't miss the boat because the boat had propulsion systems on itself because the rocket and the boat were supposed to sync with each other to make sure it landed correctly. But the boat wasn't moving right. The water was um, more than they like the current was more than they anticipated. So the landing pad was moving. So it fucked it up. But yeah, it is it is crazy. Because they have had an um, amazing amount of successful tests that they have done. Yeah, there's these. I'm looking at pictures of the um, Pinafira Batista right now. Um, and 
it has at the interior there's really no analog uh like clusters there's three there's um one small screen right in front of the steering wheel and then two probably i say seven inch six seven inch screens beside them yeah <coughs> <coughs> oh my chest my bad you're all good um but yeah that that covers uh, all of the notes and uh everything i don't know if there's anything in particular we uh you guys wanted to talk about before we uh end it oh really dude just like what what a day to be alive you got the best video games you got you got people sending shit into space and then landing that shit again back on earth and who would have thought that would ever happen um yeah we got all these like fucking amazing ass cars some street legal some not like i'm just too fucking amazing to even be on the street like it's just what an amazing time to fucking be alive dude with all this shit going on yeah now there is a video that i did see yesterday um that I would like um, people to look up. The New York Post um, on their YouTube channel came out and they did a video with uh, a guy named Nick Pope, which I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he used to be the the defense prime minister in the UK. Um, So basically the New York Post Uh, they start this new series called The Basement Office. And in this episode, uh, the episode title is Nick Pope on UFO Sightings, the Navy and Pentagon. Uh, And they just go over, um, you know, Nick Pope, he's he's been on a lot of different documentaries. He's been on TV. Um, Because the thing is, is in in the UK, they don't have, um, you know, they don't have the the authority, the people uh, in upper power saying, if you talk about this war race, you, you know, you're not allowed to talk about this. See, so see Nick Pope. Um, he's talked about it ever since he left. He's like, I worked with them. So, but it's crazy. So you guys can go check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, the basement office episode one is what it's called. The real question is, would you fucking alien? <laughs> well, I mean, more than likely, uh, aliens fucked a chimpanzee, and that's why we're fucking smart. So, <laughs> that I mean, for hey, listen, listen, listen. Quick point, <laughs> quick point. If if everything <laughs> on Earth evolved, why are chimpanzees and apes not evolved yet? Why are there still chimpanzees? Is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Why are there still them? If everything, if we've evolved from them, how are they still here? Because and on every other everything else, they've followed their evolutionary path. And why are the apes and chimpanzees stopping? Why are there fish? Because apparently we evolved from fish too. I mean, there's fish that have been in the water for like, yeah, forever. Fuck. Yeah, I see your point, though. Yeah, it, 
Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up. We got a good good podcast though. Almost uh, you know thirty six minutes. Pretty... Um, yeah, pretty solid. We'll probably do another one maybe next week. Um, you can just stay tuned. And yeah, till next time, guys. See, See ya. ya.